Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker. Welcome back to another episode of the Early Accountability Podcast. Kimmy Walker here, your host. And as I told you, today is a big day. I am so excited. Finally, we were able to get the phenomenal woman, Zaina Williams, back on our show. And up until 2020, I never had repeat guests back on my show. But I had three past guests back on who were launching their own podcast. And Zaina is coming back, as we talked about last episode, to give us an update on her life and where oh. she's at and what's next. <laughs> Thank you for Zaina, having welcome me, to the show. Welcome Thank back you. to the show. <laughs> Yes. So hopefully you listened to the last episode like everybody else did. So just update us where you are at. I want to first say, well, I told you to say it, but I'm going to just say it for you. You have had a huge milestone yes. that you just celebrated I graduated recently. law school. Tell the audience what it is. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. Yes. Zayda Williams graduated law school and it's so such a journey because you were one of my first podcast guests. I didn't even realize it. So I was re-listening to it. You were on episode number 10 of the podcast and we're over 120 podcast <laughs> episodes at this point. That's a long time. So it's been like two years and tell the audience what's been going on for you with these last two years. You finished law school, but there have been some more hurdles and things that have happened in your life. Just update us on where you're at. Last time you recorded, I was in the beautiful city of San Diego, California, in law school out there. And since then, I noticed yes. my mom's health declining. So made arrangements and went through the process of figuring out how to move back home to be with her to kind of be a part of that process. I relocated back to Oklahoma, got the car shipped, picked up the life, transferred to an Oklahoma City Law School for that process for two years. I anticipated that it would be difficult because if you've watched one person go through the process of dying, then you know it's not going to be easy in any way, shape, or form. But I definitely did not anticipate how difficult <laughs> the last two years would actually be and how I would right. really learn who I am and just grow through it. When you were first a guest on the show, you talked about at the time when your father's health was declining you were at the point where you were still working towards getting into law school and you experienced his death and loss and you still worked hard to get into law school. You still worked through not getting the original test scores that you wanted to get. How has grief and loss affected you? I'll put it in this term. When I first moved back, understanding kind of where this was headed, like the foresight and understanding of that, I got myself into counseling because I realized that I didn't know who I was outside of my family and outside of the quote unquote good daughter role, like always trying to live up to the expectation that often I 
probably placed on myself, I had to figure out who I was and then what my core values were. What was my purpose? Not that of my family, not that of the people around me, not that of the community, Del City, Oklahoma, not that of church, but to really get to the core of who I was, um, the root of it. So I would say that grief pushed me outside of my comfort zone. It pushed me to really face myself in a way that I never have. And honestly, wouldn't have ever been brave enough or courageous enough to do, like had this not happened. Yes. And I know I've just talked with a lot of people and a lot of people have dialogue with me. There are some people right now we're going through the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Some people have lost loved ones, but some people are feeling a huge sense of just loss and emptiness right now just due to like social distancing and quarantining and things like that. So the things and comforts that used to kind of be around have been gone. People are spending a lot of time like with themselves and their thoughts. And we are so busy in the day-to-day hustle and bustle and flow. Like you said, sometimes we don't really stop and check in to see, are we in alignment with who we are, just who we are as a person? This has actually been a great time of sadness for a lot of people because going, 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 moving, moving, moving. Mm, I think a lot of people didn't realize how unhappy they actually were. (laughs) And you're kind of forced, like you said, I wouldn't have done this if this didn't happen. And so the quarantine and the coronavirus kind of made us stop and be still. It kind of made you shift and, and, and change your perspective. You went through the ups and downs and the loss of your father coming into law school. And even from a very young age, you had said, this is something that you wanted to do. And you did, you got, you went to the school, one of the schools of your choice. You got into one that you were happy with. Your mother's health started to decline. You transferred to Oklahoma, came back home to Oklahoma to finish up law school. During your time in finishing school within the last year, your mother passed away. And this was this last academic. Yes. Late, late September. Yes, late September 2019. And going into this school, you already knew this was going to be pretty much your last school year of law school. And I know before the show, I was saying <laughs> you lost one parent coming right. in and you lost one parent coming out. And all of the changes in just how the world is and what you thought your graduation may have looked like you know even now like it was a digital graduation and neither of your parents were physically here how did you still push through when you didn't have all those supports and comforts around you that you had grown so accustomed to before one facing yourself like getting with yourself and learning how to be your own cheerleader i think that's what i've had to learn in the last two years and to learn how to one be wholly present, which I have not been in the (laughs) the entire time (laughs) during the last two years, because I'm going to be transparent with you. But I'm learning how to be wholly present in the moment where I'm at, not to live in the past and not to let the past dictate my future. And to also not skip too far in the future to avoid anxiety and panic and all of those things. So that, and then I will tell you, Kimmy, but for a strong, strong support system of chosen family. I would say yourself and your mom, the Martin family, the Snyders, it gets you a Samuel Douglas White, 
a Jamie Smith, like I can go on, like the people from law school, Will, Alan, like Jude, Jacqueline, like, I mean, these are people who showed up, the Carlbergs, like they showed up for me at a point for the first time in my life when I allowed myself to really feel my emotions, which I understood before what I was doing is I was staying so busy and tending to other people's needs instead of really turning that inward and getting introspective right. on like who I am and what my needs are. I had no <sighs> idea, Kimmy, when I started this like over two year self-love and self-care journey. I didn't know what I needed because I was so used to catering to everyone else's. So I think that the beauty of COVID is it slows you all down and it takes you through a metamorphosis process. And you get in that cocoon as the caterpillar <laughs> starting out and I'm telling you, oh, it gets uncomfortable. <laughs> but you're going to come out as a butterfly at the end of it if you <laughs> allow yourself to. And if you really get introspective. So, Right. You actually hit on one of the points when I was telling the audience a few episodes ago. May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And so each week, we just talked about a different health topic. And one of those weeks, I talked about mental health needs for caretakers, high achievers, leaders, because these are people, these are a lot of listeners of our show are high achievers, they're leaders, they're caretakers, whether it's a, a relative of children, what have you. And a lot of times, these people who fall in these categories can have a mm-hmm. habit of doing Mm-hmm. what they think they should be doing, what they think other people are expecting, what they think other people need, going mm-hmm. and just doing things for people, even if they didn't ask for your help or assistance because yeah. they've gotten in that role of always just assisting and doing for others. You actually had a moment to actually see, well, what do I want for myself? For those that may not know, you really stepped up in a very leadership fashion and really helped actually both of your parents as their health was failing in a very caretaker fashion, very hands-on, like you didn't like put your parents in a nursing home or anything, like you were there really, really taking care of them. Some people may not, may still be in a situation where they're really heavily leaned on, they have people or entities that really need them very intensively, whether it's like a work obligation, career, family, a relative. What advice would you give to someone who is in a place where they are heavily caretaking? They are in a leadership role where people lean on them a lot. They are a high achiever. They feel like they have all these standards they have to live up to. What things would you tell them to do as far as self-care or as far as checking in with yourself to still make sure that you don't lose yourself in others, if that makes sense. Man, Kimmy, that's such a beautiful question. And I one want to give complete props. There's the Westmore family, Kevin and Lisa, that stepped up heavily, I mean heavily, to be with my mom. And so I want to be completely frank and clear about that. And Elsa Boyce that really stepped up. I would say though, in answer to your question, please relieve yourself of the guilt and shame. Let it go because I promise you, you can give everything you have and it may not be enough. For me, I felt deeply not enough (laughs) during the last couple of years. I'd never felt like I could give enough or do enough, to be honest with you. And I felt so inadequate and I lost Mm. my confidence in the last two years. I lost my knowing, like you said, and sense of self. And it hasn't been until like the past couple of months that I'm starting to feel like myself again. 
and starting to see the good in myself again, because Mm. I felt so deeply inadequate, to be honest with you. But the beauty is if you just keep your eyes on your core values, your purpose, you will make it to the other side. One other thing I want to say on that note, I remember one of the deans, Dean House, I hope she doesn't mind me naming her. She told me during the process of caretaking for my mom, because I was really trying to show up for her and balance my love for the law and aligning with my purpose and core values. And there didn't seem to be a balance, (laughs) to be honest. It was just Mm -hmm. intense. And saying that one thing that she Mm -hmm. did tell me was your purpose is more than being a caretaker. What you were created and put on this earth for is greater than just being a caretaker. Like your needs matter. And I lost sight of that pretty quickly on. I would just tell you that to anybody else. Your needs matter. Who you are matters. And what you want matters. So if you don't put you first, I promise you, I promise you, nobody else is going to do it for you. Oh, yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. (laughs) It's definitely true. That's 100% true. I have a question for you. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I think this is an important thought or important topic to just kind of expand on because (laughs) a lot of Zaina, you are a high achiever. And so after everything that you're going through to get into law school, during law school, finishing law school, graduating online, e-graduation, you still (laughs) had some achievements and awards that you received in law. I received from the school in California. I was on honor roll and then some leadership positions and like, I don't know what they call, I forgot now what the, like when you get number one in a class, I think I got a couple of those in California and then I only got one of those in Oklahoma, but yeah, it was an added bonus. And then I got voted most authentic, which I thought was really fitting. I was like, most likely to tell her business, honestly. Uh. (laughs) yes it was in a class called mediation and that was honestly one of my favorite classes because it was very hands-on and really focused on the needs of people which clearly is something that (laughs) I understand and so that was cool yes yes so it was a big deal you were definitely recognized by the university even at graduation so that was definitely a, a big big achievement and This too coming from someone who said when you were applying, you didn't necessarily have the scores that you wanted. You didn't necessarily, weren't in necessarily at first like schools that you really were looking for. And you still went and you still pushed through and you still achieved not only a little bit, you still excelled academic excellence. I think it's important for people to understand that even though the beginning or the start might not be like we want if we have a goal that we're trying to achieve. It doesn't mean that that's how it might be during. And it doesn't mean that's how the story, quote unquote, has to end. And you still have something that you can work and push towards. I know when I first asked you to come back (laughs) on the show, first you're like, okay, yeah. And you thought about it and you said, I don't know. I don't think this is a good time. I'm like, why? It's a great celebration. And you said that you didn't think it was a good time and this should happen after you pass the bar. I want (laughs) to talk to the audience about this because a lot of people do this. We all guilty of it. 
One, Mm -hmm. we want to always make sure we celebrate ourselves, celebrate. And I talk about that a lot on the show, the small victories, the big victories. And this is not just a small victory, though, finishing law school. This is a huge accomplishment. But one, not only is it a huge accomplishment, but it's even greater (laughs) if anyone even knows a tenth of what you've went through. And I know I don't even know the whole story. It's amazing the perseverance and the tenacity that you showed to go through it and Like I was telling you, and like I tell so many other people, we also have to remember that success and these goals that we have for ourselves, they're always ever evolving. And that's a lot of what I talk about too on the show. One thing I was telling Zane, I was like, well, no, then you'll pass the bar, then you'll say, well, wait, I want to get at the firm that I want to be at. I want to be at a good firm. And then it's like, oh, I want to make partner. And it's kind of like you were saying too, you never felt like it was quite adequate enough. So I think we always have to find that balance of being gratified, never satisfied. So understanding that, okay, this was good. This was an accomplishment. And this is what my next goal is too. For where Mm -hmm. I'm at this phase, I have done well. I have performed. And in the parts where I didn't perform well, I have taken that lesson and I will help that with me going forward. I want you to kind of talk to just a little bit with the audience for people who are working towards a very long-term goal, something like I want to get into law school, go to law school, pass the bar. That's a long process. It's not just like a flash in the pan. What are things you do to keep yourself back focused to remember what you are working for for the next step? I know you do like some vision planning and things like that. And so I wanted you to maybe share with the audience some tools that you use to kind of keep I would you- say one, I don't stay energized. I'd say it's like the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time you feel like, yes, I am this <laughs> and whatever, but there's going to be that 20% that you may not. And that's okay. It's not like you're always on, but I will say anyone who visited like the apartments that I moved into like during the last year or whatever, they would tell you that I live what I say, or at least I do my best. (laughs) If you look, (laughs) you will see like my wall is my vision board. So I put up my purpose, which says like, for me, I'm even looking at it now. I deserve to create my reality, take massive action. That's my personal power it has my why. And like my why is reduce suffering in others and inspire others to never give up and to trust themselves. And then I write out like, and I put this all like in big stuff. And then I have my little marker boards I take track of. It like has, what would it feel like to reach the goals I have written on this vision board? And for me, it's invigorating. Like my soul is on fire for purpose. Mm. And then I have, like, there's only two more, the feelings of not reaching my goals unimaginable pain and heartbreak for me is how it would feel to not reach these goals because I know why I was created and why I'm here. And then what is it that I have to believe in order to reach these goals? Mm -hmm. I am capable. I am worthy. I am unstoppable. And everything in this universe is conspiring in my favor to help me reach these goals. I have everything I need within me and I was created for this. So I surround myself with reminders. It's written I trust you with my name on my mirror in my bathroom. I track my goals, believe it or not, from I have who I want to be in my life, my life goals, like who I want to be, what I want to be broken down. And then I break it down to yearly goals. I break it down to monthly. And then I have it written out in daily executions and intentions. And do I hit all that? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) 
I would be lying to tell you I do. But if I can just keep it in front right. of me, if I can just see it, I can just feel it. Yes. Then maybe just maybe keep I'm going to hit the marker. Intentional. Get close. Right. Yes. So that's kind yes. of how I see it. That's how I feel it. And that's just what I try to keep yes. in front of me, to be honest. Yeah. Good. So you keep it around you. You keep reminders around for yourself. Like you say, you've had yeah. a, a great system and supports of people who have helped you with your father, your mother, with school, with life. Yes. And just kind of like you said, checking in on you, seeing how you're doing, seeing how things are going, like posting stuff. Oh, how's that going? How's this doing? Just to see where you're at. And that kind of keeps you to, like you said, you were saying, in your first interview, that kind of kept you accountable. And that vulnerability and that visibility helped you grow. Just because not only did you want to not fail yourself, but you just didn't want to look like you were just out saying you were going to do stuff and not doing it, (laughs) or at least not trying. I usually ask people for like an affirmation or some words that they're living by, but you are like the only one that went ahead right into it. <laughs> when I get vision board, oh, he told well, I, mean, I, I was like, oh, she didn't did the whole exit to the show, her affirmation. Oh, no, those are beautiful. No, but yeah, what are some big takeaways for you? I would love for you just to leave the audience with some things that have just been for you, for the journey from you can remember back to saying you want to be a lawyer to now what have been some of your biggest takeaways what you're committed to not who but what you're committed to and for me that's my core values and my purpose when I'm out of alignment with either one of those I can feel it in my body like when you start to get sick almost or you feel nauseous like just because you know that you're not acting from a place of alignment you can feel it so I would say stay committed to your core values and your purpose And then just remember, you were created for a reason. You are here and you have a responsibility to the universe and to the world to take up the space you're taking up. So take it up with excitement when you can and give yourself grace when you're not excited and when you do feel down and when those days are hard and you don't want to get out of bed and keep going. Extend Mm -hmm. yourself some love and some grace because you deserve it. You're valuable. And I'm excited to see what everyone who's listening is going to end up doing with their lives. So you're here. You're here. You're made for a purpose. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You are definitely an inspiring woman. You have inspired me since the day that I met you. And there are definitely so many powers in the world. Why web? And I talked about that too on my celebration episode. I told the audience how I met you and one of the biggest takeaways you've given to me, even with me learning to be more visible and just, I'm just kind of like a more internalized kind of reserved to myself person, not really like a Sherry on social media, but you showed me that there was so much power in that. And even just when I was blogging and blogging about my weight loss, even though I like gained some weight at the time and the fact that some of the health and wellness stuff I posted, Mm -hmm. you just reached out about that and were so interested in it. And it really taught me that you have to be fearless in, in putting yourself out there and putting your passions out there. Even if you ha- feel like, like, am I qualified to do this? Do I have all that I need? Did I really be doing this right now? Like, even <laughs> if I'm struggling with it? And the answer is yes, because you just don't know who it will attract you to. It, you don't know what other people are watching. And that affirmed me that this is what something you should be doing. 
there are people who are watching. There are people who notice. Like, it's just not in vain. And I learned that there is power in, like you said, being visible and, and doing things and putting your gifts. You show me so much about putting your gifts out in the world, not just holding and bottling them in. And I am so, 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 so proud of you i'm so proud of your you did it was a team effort i feel like i graduated law school i like yes <laughs> yes we did it i'm sad and bummed about COVID 19 and not being mm-hmm. able to attend a graduation for you in person but you're still <laughs> going to celebrate all summer she thinks i'm playing Aww. we'll be celebrating all summer because this is definitely an accomplishment everybody around you is very Thank proud you. of you um, I want you to know your parents Thank are proud you. of you and they saw every <laughs> single thing and they were cheering you along the whole time. And I just want you to know that even to Thank the very you. end, they saw it and I know they are so proud of you too. And that's got to be, I know that has to be hard, but I know there can still be a sense of pride in knowing that all the lessons they implanted in you in helping you become the woman that you are today you manifested them in their memory as such a beautiful. Thank you. I'm learning to be daily. So yeah, thank you. Yes. You have a quote, you have a affirmation you want to give the audience to leave us with and let us know how people can stay tuned and, and still follow you a little bit in your journey if they want to check in, still see how you're doing, see how you are when you're studying for the bar, you're getting ready to take the bar exam, get prepped for it yeah. for next year, whenever people start back Absolutely. testing and all of that. Again. Well, I would just say it's okay to be a work in progress. If that's a quote I could leave with you, it's okay to be yes. a work in progress and that if you allow COVID and this entire isolation process to be your metamorphosis and transformation, it can be the most painful, beautiful, and enlightening process of your life if you allow it to be. And you will come out shining on the other side. And then stay in touch if you want to. Friend me on Facebook. It's under Z-E-E Williams is my last name. Zaina, thank you so, so much for being <laughs> one of the pioneer guests of the Early Accountability Podcast. And thank you so much for coming back <laughs> two whole years plus later. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability and thank you for sharing your story from your personal stories to your losses, to your gains, to your achievements um, and how you've navigated them. Please come back to the show after you pass the bar. We want to hear about that too, because we know that you're going to do it and let everybody, we're going to follow you or friend you on Facebook so we can send you good ohms during the process. So again, thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you for having for me, Kimmy. gracing us with your presence. All right. Until next time. It was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the Early Accountability Podcast with Kimmy Walker. Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability Newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.